not, except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. We bless you that glorious things are spoken of us in this season. We give you praise. We give you glory that is done in this service. Breathe upon your word. Let understanding and revelation come. Let no man or woman in this service return the same. Spirit of God, make us of quick understanding this morning. Grant me clarity of thought and utterance. Let me speak your word with boldness and power. Let the sick be healed. Let the afflicted be set free. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Turn your hands together for the Lord. And please take your seat in God's presence. Amen. You welcome into our very, very first service as Embassy of Life. Put your hands together for the Lord. Embassy of Life. Amen. Uh, and it's, it's, it's an embassy of the Christ life. Amen. Praise God. That's what this new face is about. I'll be telling you more about it as we move on. Praise God. But we started a teaching series in January, which we want to continue. And I started talking about embracing your season of newness. Somebody say, embracing my season of newness. Embracing my season of newness. And we talked about Acts chapter 10, verse 1 to 4. Acts chapter 10, verse 1 to 4. The Bible said there was a certain man in Caesarea, Philippi, called, called Cornelius. Caesarea called Cornelius. A centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. A devout man, one who feared God with all his household. Who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always about, take note, a devout man. Somebody say a devout man. One who feared God. Say it. Say with all his household. Who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. So the Bible tells us about this man. God is about to birth something new. God is about to start something unique, something that has never happened before. The Holy Ghost had come upon the Jews and the news had spread abroad. But this man was supposed to be a first recipient of the Holy Ghost as a Gentile in a unique way, in a personalized manner. And the Bible gives us something about him. It tells us, number one, he was a devout man. And then, number two, he was a man who was committed to prayer. And then number three, he was a man who understood giving. He was a reckless giver. Somebody say reckless giver. It's always important that we understand that things don't just happen. Somebody say things don't just happen. There are a lot of people who go through life and they think that people just happen to prosper. People just happen to break through. People just happen to have a successful marriage. Those are lies. If you really, 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 really want to go far with your life, you need to understand that things, particularly good things, do not just happen. You will never meet success that is accidental. Am I communicating? People don't fail accidentally. People don't fail, succeed accidentally. Failure or success is by choice. 
And the choices we make consistently, they define who we ultimately become. It's great that we appreciate this fact because a lot of people think that it is somebody who is doing them or God is against them when God actually is for them. But they are ignoring basic fundamental scriptural principles that set people up for success. You will succeed in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This man was not singled out just by accident. I believe that just like Proverbs 16, one says, the preparations of the heart is a man. Somebody said the preparations of the heart is a man. The answer of the tongue is from the Lord. This man had been praying. He was a devout man, giving generously. And God realized that if the Holy Ghost came upon him, he would give the Holy Ghost message generously to other people. Because you see, if God does not find your heart generous, he is limited what he can commit into your hands. A lot of us, we are praying, God, commit great resources into my hands. Lord, make me rich. Lord, prosper me. He knows your heart. God does not give us to store. He gives us to channel. Somebody say channel. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 to 19. 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 19. The Bible says, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. He said that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to communicate, willing to distribute. Somebody say, willing to distribute. So, if you are going to be somebody, God will commit great resources to you. One of the heart dispositions you need is a heart that is willing to distribute. Willing to distribute. Some of us are willing to save. We are willing to invest. But we are not willing to distribute. Is it bad to invest? No. Is it bad to save? No. But you must make sure that you are investing in the best of places. In the place where you are promised the greatest of returns. And I tell you, it's not in men's gold, it's not in, uh, what do you call, T-bill, it's not in any of those things. The place where our investments yield greatest returns is not real estate. Because this estate they call real can collapse. <laughs> Just one strong wind can bring real estate down. Then we see that it's not real estate at all. The only real estate is estates made in eternity. So when we read this scripture, I said that they do good, that they be rich in good ways, ready to this, willing to communicate. When we go to verse 19, he said that they may lay up in store for themselves. Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come. Did you see that? Laying up. Not laying on it. Laying up, laying up, laying up. The reason why the man Cornelius entered and experienced newness was because among many things he prayed, we have prayed, we fasted, he was a generous soul. And this year, one of the things I'm going to be challenging you a lot on, because that's, that is a prompting the Holy Ghost is giving me. I'm going to challenge you about your finances. Because within the next year, I will unveil, when I'm done preaching, I will tell you what the Holy Ghost has told me. There's a specific service that I'm instructed to do, dedicate to raise kingdom millionaires within a space of 10 years. Amen. Praise God. Within a space of 10 years. I told them in the first service. Anybody, anybody who will fully align themselves with the mind of God in that service, give yourself 10 years. Between now and 2031 max. 10 years is 2031, right? 2031 max. Your financial destiny. You will be a household name wherever you find yourself. Praise God. So, this man was generous. He knew how to give. A lot of people know how to pray. They know how to fast. But they don't know how to give. 
giving is first. If you are giving first, then we need to give first. The first thing the Bible talks about, I've told you, before prayer was mentioned in scripture was given. We are not told about fasting. We are not told about prayer in Genesis until we were first told about sacrifice. In the book of Genesis chapter 4, the Bible says Cain and Abel brought a sacrifice unto God. That was before prayer was mentioned. If you change the equation by putting prayer ahead of giving, if you change the equation by putting prayer ahead of fasting, I'm telling you, you will not go far. When Jesus was teaching in Matthew chapter 6, he said, when you do your arms, when you pray, and when you fast. But most of the time, because you see, giving shows that your heart is with God more than prayer. You can be praying to God and your heart is not with him. But you cannot give. Wherever your treasure goes, your heart goes. That's why God uses what we give to reflect. Now, what important giving which not much is known about, not much is preached about in churches and for the right reasons and sometimes for the wrong reasons is the principle of the first fruit. Somebody say first fruit. It's interesting that in scripture, the first offering that is mentioned in scripture before tithe, before free will offering was the first fruit. Unfortunately, that is the offering that not many people know a lot about because most preachers, either they don't have the courage to practice it and to preach it. Yeah. You see, the conviction, your boldness in preaching does not just come from revelation of the scripture. Your boldness in preaching comes from your consistent practice of the scripture. When you practice the word of God, it gives you boldness. And when you preach it, it brings transformation and life to people. Praise God. You can be teaching something theoretically, but if it's not something you live, People will hear it and they will relate to it theoretically. But when it's something you live and practice, life is imparted. I'm not communicating here. The words I speak unto, they are spirit and they are life. And by the grace of God, I caught this revelation like eight years ago about first fruit. Our church is 12 years. And eight years ago, I've been practicing consistently first fruit. But the last two years has been crazy. Last year and this year is on another level. And I will tell you about it as the year go along. When we talk about first fruits, we are simply talking about the first of your produce, the first harvest. That's what we are talking about. So in our modern era, when we talk about first fruits, we are talking about your first salary. Somebody say my first salary. So when you are working for somebody, you are a salary and now your first salary, all of it is first fruit. Somebody say all of it. Say all of it is first fruit. If you are running your business, like Nanaya, you're a businessman, your first profit in the first month is your first fruit. So you take your operational cost out of it. The first profit, all of it is first fruit. First fruit is your first harvest. If you also are unemployed and you get a job, your first salary, all of it is your first fruit. Again, your first fruit is maybe last year you were earning 5000 and this year they have increased your salary to 10000 The first 5,000 that you have received, the first increase you have received is your first fruit. The first 5,000, all of it is first fruit. Am I communicating here? Now, first fruit was the first thing to be mentioned in scripture. One of the things God has sought to do consistently, in fact, the reason why God gave the law and all of those things was because of one reason. Thou shalt have no other God before me. The sum total of the law had to do with one. Have no other God before me. 
Make me first in your life. That was in the Old Testament. When Jesus was speaking in Matthew chapter 6, when he was talking about who to be Lord over our lives. Matthew chapter 6 verse 24. See Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 with me. No one can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold on to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Somebody say God and mammon. Say God and mammon. Now, he says, no one can serve two masters. So don't try it. Don't try it. And he didn't say God and Satan. He said God and mammon. Because the number one thing, there's a book I'm doing, The Truth About Money. One of the key things I've talked about in the book is the fact that the number one thing that contests is contesting for the place of God in human hearts. It's not the devil, it's money. Somebody say money. Money is the key contestant. That's what the Bible says. He said you cannot serve two masses. You either serve one and live. You cannot serve God and mammon, the spirit that controls money. The spirit that enslaves people to money. That's what the Bible says. And you remember, when you go all the way down, he, t- he tells you about verse 25. He said, don't worry about what people think. Don't worry about what you eat, what you drink. Then you go all the way to verse 33. Look at verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Let's, let's do verse 32. He said, but after all these things do the Gentiles seek. After all these things. Somebody say, after all these things. Say, after all these things. Do the Gentiles seek. But you seek ye first the kingdom of God. Somebody say, the f- First. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his right. And all these things shall be added unto you. All these things. Finances, opportunities, favors shall be added first. But you must seek ye first. He didn't say seek only. But he says seek ye first. That is critical and very important. The principle of the first fruit is about that. You shall have no other God before me. In the New Testament we have to seek him first. His kingdom and his way of doing things. And all other things are added unto us. Look at what the Bible says about the first fruit. The last time I taught on it, I started establishing the significance of the first fruit. Why is it so significant that you learn to honor God with your first fruit? Because if you don't understand why it's necessary to do it, you may not do it and do it well. The why we do things is more important than the thing we do. Why you do a thing? Somebody say, why I do a thing? It's more important than doing a thing. Some, sometimes you do the right thing, but there is no revelation behind it. You see, the why is the revelation behind it? Why doing it? Why will you carry your first profit and bring it to God? Why will you carry your one month salary and bring it to God? It's like you don't have money, you don't have use for it. No. Why we do it? What is the significance of the first fruit? Number one, the first fruit sacrifice is a practical way of giving God first place in your life. Somebody says it's a practical way. You see, God is a very practical God. Somebody say, God is a practical God. Say it aloud. God is a practical God. He's a very practical God. God is a very practical God. God is a very practical God. When we honor God with our first fruit, we are practically giving him first place in our lives. First place in our lives. How? In Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, he says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So, God is not first place in your life until he's first in your money. Somebody say, God is not first in my life until he's first in my money. Hear me and hear me very well. Whoever controls your wallet controls your life. 
Whoever, stop pretending. Oh, I love God. I'm sold out to God. I'm committed to God. You are deceiving yourself. Whoever controls your wallet or your checkbook controls your life. That is the first fruit. Practical way. Somebody say practical way. Is God first in your life? Give me a wave if God is first in your life. God is first in your life. Good to know. The way you demonstrate that he is first in your life is your first fruit. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thy increase. So thy bond shall be filled. Number two, the first fruit sacrifice is a practical expression of trust in God as your source and not your job. Somebody say, God is my source. Say, God is my source. Now listen. (laughs) If you want to experience supernatural supplies, see God as your source. See God as what? Your source. Most of us, when people promise us, we quickly shift our trust and confidence in them and we can focus on them. You see, human beings are channels. Somebody say source. Channel. Channel. Say source. Source. Channel. Channel. Say God is my source. Men are his channels. God is my source. Men are his channels. Yeah. When you give your first fruit, you are saying, Lord, I trust you. You are my source. Not my job, not my work, not my business. You are my source. Because he's the one who gives you life. Every business you are running, if you wake up and you don't have life, you can't run the business. So whoever gives you life actually is the one running the business. Am I communicating somebody at all? The one who gives you the power to get wealth cannot be sidelined. Look at Proverbs 3 verse 5. He says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. This was before he came to talk about first fruit. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on our own understanding. Verse 6, in all thy ways acknowledge him shall direct your path. Verse 7, he says, be not wise in thy own eyes. Oh, it's my money. Be not wise in thy own eyes. It's my own strength. It's my own strategy. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Verse 8, he said, when you do this, it shall be held to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Verse 9, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thy increase, so shall thy bones be filled with plenty and thy precious shall best of only one. Honor him. Honor him. When you trust him as your source, you will honor him. Let me tell you, the most miserable people on the planet are people who trust money. There are people, when they lose their jobs, the thing they contemplate is suicide. There are are people who are working at very nice places and they can't think of ever losing their job. If I ever lose my job, I'll end it. There are some people, when their businesses begin to suffer a challenge, they may end up killing themselves. You know what? Is because your trust is in your business. The man Joe was visited by the devil and he lost everything. But you know what? He got everything back because he knew the source. He knew where? The source. He knew the source. He said, the Lord give it and the Lord take it. It wasn't God who actually took it. But he saw he, whatever he had as having been given to him by God. Do you see it like that? Do you see your business? The contact you have. The profit you're making, the impact you're making, the job you have, the promotion you are getting, the, uh, the favors you are enjoying, do you see it as having been given to you by God? Or you just think it's strategy, it's scale? I pity you if you think it's strategy. I pity you if you think it's scale because the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Bread is not to the wise. Riches to men of understanding, but time and chance happened to them all. That's it. God is your source and he wants to be your only source. Somebody say, God wants to be your only source. You must have no other God before me. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. 
Such them that are rich in the world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches. Don't trust in money. Because, you see, you set yourself to fail when you trust money. The reason why people can't give is because they trust money. Ah, let go of one whole month's salary, not even the net. This is the gross. No, I can't do this. It's too much. Because you are not ready to release what is in your hand. You are not in the position to receive. You see, when your hands are full, can you receive? When I'm giving you something, you can receive. But you see, what God has in mind to give you is much more than what you are holding. More complicating. But he won't put it in your hands until you release it. Because the only way you can access what God has in store for you is by faith. And you demonstrate your faith by releasing. That's why we give. That's the whole principle of giving. It's not that when we give, then God prospers. God has already prospered us. I'm not complicating. Blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in every places. The blessing is already there. You have to release your faith to activate it. And then take delivery of it. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to receive from God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is a rewarder. Am I communicating? So when we give, we are releasing our faith. That's what we are talking about here. You must remember, in the book of Proverbs eleven twenty-eight, he said, he that trusted in his riches shall fall. Eleven twenty-eight. he that trusted in his riches, trusted in his riches shall fall. You set yourself up for failure. That's it. He that trusted in his riches. But the righteous shall flourish as a branch. You will flourish. Amen. I said you will flourish. Amen. You will flourish. Amen. 2021, those of you are in the service at all and those online, you will flourish. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Number three, the first fruit sacrifice is a practical demonstration of deep honor and reverence for God. Somebody say deep honor. Deep. Say deep honor. One of the things, church, hear me and hear me well. One of the things God responds to very quickly is honor. You see, and it's not just God. It's something that all great people respond to. Do you know that? Look at me here. Do you know that all great people respond to honor? And all great people cannot withstand this honor. That is why Kenahazaros, when he called his wife and the wife blatantly refused, he had them removed. All great people. That is why Nebuchadnezzar put Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. Because when he said, bow down to my God, they dishonored him openly. He said, you've dishonored me, I'm going to show you where power lies. Though in the wrong context. But all great people, one of the things they cannot joke with is honor. And let me tell you, all through scripture, anywhere people honored God in giving, he showed up. I said, you what? So that anywhere people honored God in giving. And the first fruit sacrifice is a sacrifice of honor. Somebody's sacrifice of honor. That's what it's about. Look at the Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10. I mean, you have labored and then you have harvested. Imagine that you have farmed, planted, and then watered, and then the harvest comes. And before you eat some, you take it and go and give it to God. It shows that you are saying, Lord, you are first in my life. And number two, you are more important to me than myself. That's why when we honor God, we are simply saying, God is more valuable to us than ourselves. That's what Proverbs chapter 9 says. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thy increase. Somebody say honor. honor. Say honor. honor. That's what it does. What we give to God is a reflection of the honor we have for God. Somebody say, what I give to God? It's a reflection of my honor for God. Say, what I give to God is the reflection of my honor for God. Yeah. Anybody you honor, 
what you give to them is a reflection of the honor you have for them. If you say you honor somebody and you are giving him something and you give him one C, it shows your value for the person. Look at what the Bible says in Malachi chapter 1 verse 6 to 8. This, it said, a son honoreth his father. Are we children of God? A son honors his father and a servant is master. Both these two categories describe us. He is our law and our master. Are you with me? And then he's our father, our heavenly father. He said, as our father, he deserves our honor. As a master, he deserves our reverence. And he's going to tell us how we demonstrate our reverence to him. He says, where is my fear? Said the Lord of hosts, ye, ye priests that despise my name. And you say, wherein have we despised thy name? This is what they are saying. He said, Lord, you are accusing us of showing dishonor to you. How have we dishonored you? In what way have we demonstrated dishonor? Look at verse 7. He said, you offer. Somebody say, you offer. So what we are offering is communicating to God whether we honor him or not. That was the difference between Cain and Abel. Cain just picked something and just brought it. It didn't cost him much. It wasn't sacrificial. It wasn't valuable and he presented it. But Abel brought the first fruit thereof. God said, ah, Abel, you respect me this much. Abel, you honor me this much. I'm going to show up for you. Everywhere. When Solomon came, to offer. You know, when Solomon was being uh, coronated as king, under the law, under the law, what they were supposed to give, if you were going to be crowned as king, you were expected to give one boo, male cow. By the law, you were supposed to give one boo. But when Solomon came, he offered. Now, if you are supposed to give one boo and you give two, three, you have that, tried, haven't you? Even ten, you have tried. But you know, he gave it a thousand times. He offered 1,000 bulls. I'm not sure the altar could contain it. Immediately, God showed up. He said, Solomon, you came to honor me this much. Ask me what you want. Go to the book of Genesis 8. When the man Noah brought an offering. Brought an offering. When he brought the offering, you know, every animal Noah picked, it was two, two. You remember? Two, two. So, when he was picking some to offer, it was a huge sacrifice. Because anything he offered, the other party was left. That was the magnitude of the sacrifice. And when he finished, immediately God showed up. He said, Noah, I am the one who said, I've changed my mind. This year, things will be changing for your good. I said, things will be changing for your good. Now listen, they have already been changed. Because you are in Christ, things have already been changed. But the manifestation of them, you are not seeing them because you are not aligned yourself. You are not seeing them. Honor. The Bible said, them that honor me, I will honor. Number four, the first fruit sacrifice opens the door for you to access divinely prepared opportunities for uncommon financial harvest all year through. This year, you will encounter opportunities. Yeah. You'll just be walking there. Somebody will come and tell you, listen, I want to do this business. I just want you to have a share in it. I told somebody will say an amen. People will just be bringing things to you. And they are not coming to you to tell you about businesses that will not make bring profit. Businesses that will bring crazy profit is what I'm talking about. Listen, this year is a strange year. Let me tell you. If you just release your faith and flow with God, things will be happening. There are things you have been struggling to do before. This year, that said the Spirit of God. The struggle is over. I said the struggle is over. The struggle is over. Listen, things that people have struggled for, for years, and they never got it, God will bring it to you in months. Amen. I said, my God will bring it to you in months. Amen. The first food sacrifice opens the door for you to access divinely prepared opportunities 
for uncommon harvest all year through. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. He says, Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruit of all thy increase. So shall thy bands be filled with plenty. Verse 10. And thy vats, thy presses shall burst forth with new wine. Somebody say new wine. New wine. Somebody say new wine. New wine symbolizes new favors, new opportunities, new doors. Listen, as we honor God with our first fruit today and in the weeks ahead, I see God pour divine ideas onto you. Yeah. New marketable and lucrative ideas are coming to yeah. you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. Now, the Holy Ghost will bring them to you or he will bring you into partnership with someone who has the ideas. And he will give you the money to fuel it. Yeah. Is somebody saying amen to what yeah. I'm saying? listen that is the season i have generally lived a stress-free life but this phase of my life is even much more rest i mean rest 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 it opens the door look at proverbs 8 16 he said giving a gift can open doors somebody say giving a gift giving a gift now that is on a human level now if you can open door with a gift to human beings how much more with god giving a gift can open door and give you access to important people. Listen, 2021, you will have access to important people. Amen. 2021, you have access to important places. Amen. 2021, you have access to important places. Amen. Access to important people. Amen. Access to important places. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please take your seat. You see, if you want to do well, check the people who are surrounding your life. If you pick President Akufuado's phone, you know the contact you will see? Presidents of other nations. When we pick your phone, who are the contacts we see? Who is on your phone? People who are not going anywhere. People who are not profitable. People who are not succeeding. This year, 2021, God will clear all of those people away. He will bring you in contact with people who are well connected. People who are power. People who can make your dreams become a reality. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying at all? Listen, this is not just a, a, a service, it's also a prophetic service. This is our first Sunday service as Embassy of Life. So, somebody will have to go back to the video or take detailed record of the prophetic decrees because they will be coming to pass at record speed. I said they will be coming to pass at record speed. Even in this month, some of you, you will begin to encounter people like that. There are dreams in your heart, visions in your heart. You are, you are believing God for certain people to just push it. And in this man, beginning from this man, I speak by the oracle of Almighty God. That beginning from this man, those doors are opening for you. Those doors are opening for you. Hear me. There were those who were knocking. That said the spirit of the Lord. Those doors will be knocking on your doors. The people whose doors you were knocking, they will come knocking on your doors. They will say, ah, we are here. We've been looking for you. We've been calling you. I, I declare that your phone shall be open to receive the calls. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shout, I believe it. Please take your seat. When you release your first fruit, you set the stage for the blessing to rest. Somebody say the blessing to rest. There are people, the blessing doesn't rest. You, are, you have money today, you are broke tomorrow. Is that the blessing doesn't rest. But when the blessing is resting, <laughs> When you are sleeping, money is flowing. When you are working, money is flowing. I speak I declare over your life that this year you will enter into financial rest. Beginning from this month, enter into financial rest. 
Ezekiel chapter 44 verse 30. Take your seat. Ezekiel 34 verse 30. The Bible said, and the first of all the first fruits of all things, and every oblation of all, of every sort of your oblations, shall be the priest. You shall also give unto the priest the first of your dough, that he may cause. Somebody say he may cause. He may cause what? The blessing to rest in the house. He may cause the blessing. As we bring our first fruit today and the weeks ahead, the blessing, I decree, it will rest upon your life. You see, also for James, the blessing has already been released. Our challenge is that it's not resting. It's not resting. The blessing has already been released, but it's not resting. That's why they be uh, you are trying to struggle, struggle, struggle. Because when you enter into his rest, you cease from your own labor. Why are you still laboring and laboring and laboring? The blessing is already released, but it must rest. The Bible says, for it to rest, the priest have to speak something. And the priest speaks when the first fruit is released. And I decree over everyone who is honoring God today or in the weeks ahead with your first fruit. I decree that every good thing heaven brings your way shall rest in your house. It shall rest in your business. It shall rest in your office. So it shall be in your life. You are blessed. Please take your seat. The first fruit are the book. So I'm closing in the next few minutes. The first fruit sacrifice consecrates and secures the rest of your harvest all year through. Somebody say it consecrates and secures the rest of your harvest all year through. I wrote here and I said, whatever you do with the first will always affect, this is a quote, take it, it's an important quote. Whatever you do with the first will always affect positively or negatively the rest that follows the first. Say what I do with the first will always affect Positively or negatively, the rest that follows. Yeah. What you do with the first. What to do with the first. Look at what the Bible says. It puts it very interesting. In the book of Romans, chapter 11, verse 16. Romans 11, 16. New international version, please. If the part of the dove offered as first fruit is holy, did you see it? Look at that. If the part of the dough offered as first fruit is sold, then the whole batch is what? You know a dough? Condo. When you fetch a portion and you give it to God, the Bible says the part that you, once a part has been offered is holy, the whole part is what? In other words, when you take one month of your profit, of 12 months, the rest becomes secure. The rest becomes protected. He said, if the root is holy, so are the branches. Are you following what I'm teaching? So are the branches. So are the branches. So are the branches. You can't boot God first and the rest will not be secure. The woman, the Zarephath woman, what did she do? Elijah told her, woman, he said, this is all I have. He said, bring me first. Somebody said, bring me first. When she brought first, did she hunger again? Not once. Not once. Because what you give to God first will determine what happens. Peter had been, been fishing all night. And caught nothing. Jesus came and said, let me use your boat first. When he finished the boat, the same place he caught nothing. He went back again and this time he caught amazing harvest. Am I communicating somebody at all? What you do with the first will always affect what happens to the rest. Five significance of the first fruit. So number one, we said the first fruit is what? 
practical way of giving God first place in my life. Somebody say, when I give my first fruit, I am practically saying, God is first in my life. When I give my first fruit, I'm practically saying, God is my source. When I give my first fruit, I'm practically demonstrating my honor and respect for God. Number four, when I give my first fruit, I open the door to access divinely prepared opportunities for uncommon financial habits all year through. When I give my first fruit, I'm consecrating and securing the rest of my harvest. Let me tell you, this year you will not lose a harvest. Every seed you plant will bring forth fruit. Every one of your investments will yield dividends. In the mighty name of Jesus, so it shall be in your life. You are blessed. Pastor Afroqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 540 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Live Chapel. God richly bless you. Never, never be the same. Every time I hear